And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas. Because our help comes from the Lord. First, we receive from God so many wonderful things. But too often, we think that what we do get from God is a hard time. But the reality of our faith is that what God gives to us is to help us be like Jesus. He gives us his Holy Spirit. And his Spirit frees us from the power of fear. We were just talking about that. Fear does not own territory inside of us. It always trespasses. Next, it's time, once again, to return to the wisdom of our great friend. We examine a devotion from our brother, Pastor Ray, on Friday with Ray. (laughs) I love that. In today's lesson, he dives into the power of God's grace and how that grace calls us to a specialized work from God, something that is God's grace in partnership with something that has only our fingerprints. How cool is that? That's very cool. That's how cool that is. And finally, a new type of lesson. Uh Uh-oh. Something a little different than our norm. We dive into a Greek word because of how much value it brings us. We take one verse from a future letter that we're going to be examining through expository means. We're just going to take one verse, and we're going to drive home this application. When we catch it, and we will, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's like butter. It's like butter. It's like gold. Either way, it ought to be totally awesome. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oeve. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's David at he must increase dot org. Text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Captain Chris will answer the phone and then you'll know you're sailing in the right direction. But that is good. We're just going to keep using that one. That's a good one. Uh, Here's the bottom line. You know, any topic's open for conversation, and that's because it's not professional radio. You should have caught that on my very opening where I said 1,800 seconds and then had to say another line for another 3,600 seconds because I didn't say 5,400 seconds because I don't know how to add. 
That's why you should know that. But it's also a place where we can all just be ourselves, and you might have a question, a thought, a comment. You might have an opinion. You might have something you want to share that the Lord's working on in your life. You might have something that you need prayer for. In fact, we're going to take a small break here and pray before we get to the trivia question, because I got a text from my daughter, and little Easton is having a little bit of a hard time, so I just want everybody to be praying. And not only is he having a hard time, but the other two kids are also sick, so they got three sick kids. Three sick kids all in the house together. Woe is me. I remember those days. Woe is me. But let's pray real fast. Father, we come before you right now, and everybody just offering their faith with mine. We're bringing our faith collectively to you, and we're asking for healing. And we're asking for healing first for the sicknesses for all the kids, and we're asking for a special touch into Easton's life so that he can come back to something that might be what we would call normal and have an enjoyable life and not have such a hardship going on. We petition you, we ask you, as daily that we do this, we're not going to stop, Lord. We're going to keep asking you and keep asking you and keep knocking. We just ask that you would open this door, pour out your grace and mercy in this situation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So just keep praying for our little Easton buddy. We appreciate that. Now I'm going to do the Bible trivia. Ha! See? Ha! What had Jesus just been doing when he asked his disciples if they were still sleeping? What had Jesus just been doing when he asked his disciples if they were still sleeping? Do not answer selling mattresses. Okay? All right, good. I'm just making sure you stay on, 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 on top there. If you think you know the answer, the way to do this is to either call in 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can email in david at hemustincrease.org, which of course leads us to the website we want you to check out, place to give, plus a place to get a little bit of blessings uh, up and down. Check out hemustincrease.org. Website, he must increase.org, he must increase.org. Email David at he must increase.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. Hey, many, 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 many men. Okay. Uh, we have somebody that wants to answer the trivia question? Uh, we, yes, we do. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> Captain Chris is like, whoop, I think I dropped the phone. Yes, it's he called sh- back. He's ready now. Okay. All right. Are we ready then? Okay. I'm going to lean over. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Roger again. Hey, Roger again. How are you, my good friend? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Uh, I, I was going through what uh, was a difficult time, and then I realized that our, me and my wife, we do a devotion together in the morning, and I put it in my text message. It was in Romans 5. Uh, we, we're not eliminated from trial. Actually, trials are there for our strength to get us stronger, and we need to realize that that Christ covers all of our problems, circumstances, the things we go through. He's there for us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. We don't have to beg for bread. We don't have to do anything above and beyond 
what we can handle. So sometimes we take on more than we can handle, and then we make that mess up. Great job. Excellent statements. Especially when you were talking about the trial, one of the things that James and Peter talks about is that the, the testing of our faith helps us not just build endurance, but it purifies that very faith. It makes it that much better, that much more pure, and that much more available for us. So great job. Yeah, you got to answer that still, you know. All right, so here you go. What uh, what did Jesus what did he what was he doing when his disciples were sleeping? What was Jesus doing when he came back to them? Was he praying? Yes, he was praying. Yes. He was praying. I could just see it. What what get up? Get up. They didn't have the same kind of alarm clocks we do, so sometimes I fall asleep when I'm praying. <laughs> That's better to fall asleep when you're when you're praying than to fall asleep while you're driving. So I, I strongly support that. <laughs> Good job, Roger again. Good job, my brother. I just wanted uh every once in a while tell people to text you and you'll send them your address if they don't understand technology. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it, that's so exactly it. You'll send them the address if uh, they can support you through that way. That's a great way to put it. Good job. <laughs> and uh, that's the way I found yeah, and I appreciate it. We appreciate your love and your support, and uh, and uh, we are praying that the Lord blesses you and blesses you this weekend. You have a great weekend coming up. Yeah. Well, I have a couple friends that need prayer. That I got one friend that has pneumonia in the hospital. I've, and uh, pray for our church. Where uh, I mean, we last year we got hit hard with the COVID. And I guess this year we're hit hard with a, the drought of the COVID. And it's just a, but the trying of our faith, we have to increase and not decrease. Amen. Amen. What, can I, let me pray for you right now, you and your church, okay? Okay, let me pray, let, let's pray right now. Father, we come before you, and we just pray. We pray for Roger. We pray for his church. We pray for the people. We pray for all the churches that have gone through the up and down, that, that, that Lord, you would pour encouragement into the hearts of your people and that you would provide for them in massive amounts and that they would know that it is the hand of God that has helped them, protect them, and guided them through and that they would give praise and glory to you in this process in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All amen, right. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Good well, job, my brother. You. I'm on my way back in. Uh, okay. God bless you all. We love you and have a great, great day. All right. God bless, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, it's so funny. I, I got to tell you why it's uh, probably more than a coincidence, but I still got to work it through. So I've been praying about people sharing more like that. Like I want people to be able to do that. You know, the difficulty is that when they um, when they call in and the sound isn't good. That's our that's our challenge, and that's something that's like a technological. Like I don't know how you change that, but I always I think it's great when you guys call in, when you share, when you talk about it, when you want not just want prayer, but you talk about encouraging words or encouraging thoughts. It's fantastic. We ought to be doing this with one another all the time. That is what Christian fellowship is. That's what it is. 
It's just we're strengthening and empowering and blessing one another. So good job. Great job, Roger, again. That's his name forever, by the way. Can't change that. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay, now uh, that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called Reverend Oliver White, was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our trivia question. Now, remember... Not this last question, but the question before had to do with this same uh, person. Here you go. Why? I think I could do this with a a definite Hebrew accent. Thy 
is Tamish. Often called Doubting Tamish. <laughs> I don't know, Rabbi, why? Why is Thomas often called Doubting Thomas? Why is that? Why is that? Uh, you don't have to have a perfect answer. You don't have to say it exactly right. You can come into the ballpark, and that will be fine. There'll still be peanuts and popcorn and Cracker Jacks. It's okay. Bottom line is, if you want to reach out to us and tell us, you can call 972-445-0770, or you can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemustincrease.org. Why? 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 That's better. Why was Thomas called Doubting Thomas? There you go. Just leave it right there. In the meantime, I have two jokes for you. Uh, One is funny and one is mean. (laughs) Which one should we do? Well, okay. They're both funny, but they're... Okay, here we go. You ready with the joke buzzer thingy? You're ready. He's ready. Okay. There's only two jokes today. They're just a little longer. Okay? All right. An archaeologist was digging up in the Negev Desert in Israel and came up with a casket containing containing a mummy. At, oh, somebody's calling in. <laughs> That's wise. This person is sparing you. I'm telling you right now. Whoever this person is, is giving you relief. I just want to say that real quickly. So, uh, And then after uh, they answer the question, then I'll do the joke. So the relief is only temporary. Uh, are they ready to answer the, the question? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is John. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, John? Okay, man. Hey, I got two things. First of all, doubting Thomas was because he doubted that Jesus was resurrected. Correct. That is right Rooney. He didn't believe it. He wouldn't believe it unless he saw him or touched him. That's exactly right. Okay. And may I comment on your statement about the homosexual? Yeah. Uh, convictions and all that. Yep. I would say that anybody that changes their conviction uh, to accommodate a family member or any for anybody has no conviction to start with. That is an excellent point, and and that that might be even better said. Of course, I said that uh, I think I was teaching uh, it was a couple of years ago, but yeah, that's a great point. If they don't have the conviction to stand firm in it, they never really had a good conviction in the first that's, place. That's right. That's I right. Mean, love your show and uh, dazzle us with your brilliance. Okay. <laughs> You're such a blessing. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate your love. I take care now. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. He's got it rolling, and he did spare you, but the joke is still going to happen, so I'm just telling you. All right, and then we'll get into the teaching. An archaeologist was digging in the Negev Desert in Israel came upon a casket containing a mummy. After examining it, he called the curator of a prestigious natural history museum. I've just discovered a 3,000-year-old mummy of a man who died of heart failure. The excited scientist shouted, this is awesome, to which the curator replied, we'll bring him in, we'll check him out. A week later, the, the amazed curator called the archaeologist and he said, you were right about the mummy's age and the cause of death. How in the world did you know that he died of heart failure? Easy, the gentleman said. There was a piece of paper in his hand that said 10,000 shekels on Goliath. That's pretty good, right? Right? 10,000 shekels on Goliath. Lost that bet, didn't he? <laughs> That's 
That's right. For those of you that are trying to figure it out, see, it was a bet. See, they said the, the marker was on 10,000 on Goliath, and then he lost because of David. All right, never mind. If I have to explain the joke, it's not as funny. Okay. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. There's a reoccurring theme in today's show. But you received the spirit of sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. So I want to explain as best I can without getting... uh, uh, too goofy, how important it is for you to understand that what God has poured inside of you is exceedingly moment by moment important. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is the same spirit that is living inside of you. Okay. What's important about that is if you already know, well, the spirit that lives inside me is the same one that rose Jesus from the dead, I think you understand that what God has put inside of you, that is God's property, even though you're the temple, it's God's essence, God's presence, God's spirit, there is an unlimited power element that exists there. Can you manipulate that power? No. Can you coerce that power? No. What do you have to do to operate in that power? Well, you have to die. You have to be done. You you can't do nothing. You have to quit being you the way you've been being you and be you the way that God designed you to be, and then you can be in partnership with that power. (laughs) That's how that works. So what's important about that is how intricate, integrated, involved the Holy Spirit is in your life to such the degree that God wants you to know through Holy Writ that you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave to fear. We have not received a spirit of fear from the Lord, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And everybody who's afraid is being is being put into a bondage. And again, I don't care what you're afraid of. That's not that's irrelevant. That's moot. It wouldn't matter if one person's like, "Well, I'm afraid that tomorrow it's going to bring the you know World War 16 or whatever," and the other person's, "Well, I'm afraid that something's going to happen to my kids." Well, I'm afraid that this is going to happen. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. Fear is the same taskmaster bondage uh bondage slave owner that it is for everybody it's the same thing and that fear that everybody goes through it's it penetrates people it immobilizes people it brings grief and depression and discouragement on people and the lord is saying that is not what you got from me i didn't give that to you i didn't give you this you know, cloud over your head spirit. I didn't give you this. Everything is terrible and it's all going to just end up in a whirlwind whirlwind and explode spirit. God didn't give that to us. He gave us the Holy Spirit and the definition or the difference between the spirit of fear and the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit inside of us is the one that earns and aches within us to cry out, Abba, Father, Dad, 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 help me. Dad, that spirit, the Holy Spirit in you, in concert and partnership with you, is what makes you cry out, Abba, Father. 
Now look at the difference between those two spirits. One spirit from the world, from your flesh, from Satan, is one that creates bondage and one that is driven by fear and is one that's filled with torment and discouragement. The other spirit given by God because you're a Christian is crying out longing for this relationship with the perfect parent to be connected with Abba, Father, and that Holy Spirit inside of you crying out to God saying, I want more of you, Dad. I want you in my life. I don't want to be the son or the daughter that goes away, goes to college, and then goes on their own and never sees my, my parents. I want to be the kid that's always hanging out at home. That's what God put inside of you. That's the spirit that God put inside of you. A couple things to note on this. It says you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again, but received a spirit of sonship. You didn't earn the Holy Spirit. You received him. Okay? You received the spirit. Okay? People are like, well, are you going to receive it? Yes. <laughs> you mean yes. That, that's one. Number two, we are not servants to fear. Number three, the Holy Spirit is in us and proves our, our bloodlines because he cries out inside of you, Dad. Abba, Father, is our akin to what? Abba is our, our, our the closest kinship we have to the word Abba is what? Daddy. Okay. Yeah, dad is dad, but sometimes dad is daddy, right? And what is it that we're crying out? Love you, dad. Love you. Love you. And it's like this is what God has put inside of us. But in many of us is operating this other thing, this bondage thing, this fear thing. And that's not what God has given you, and God does not want you and I to operate by that. And we know that it's connected to the devil. You know what's amazing about that is simply because we were reviewing this in the last segment, or two segments ago, talking about how that Jesus broke the bondage of fear that the devil put in people regarding this. You know that fear is connected to the devil. You know how it's all like, yuck, right? You don't want any of that. You want the Holy Spirit surging through you, which is why the Scripture says don't grieve the Holy Spirit and don't quench the Holy Spirit. Two completely different words. Grieve is to make sad, and that's by doing dumb things. And quench means to not allow the influence or the, the power of the Spirit to operate because you're squeezing the tube so tight he can't get through. That's quenching. And what we get from God is the daddy thing. It's like, I want that. I want that. I don't know about you guys. That's what I want. Okay? All right. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. 
on God Country, Texas, 770-K-A-A-M. The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us. Uh, Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, you will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong. But you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some, there is some strength. And you can't be like these people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're, oh, all there is is this life and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. But they're going to die and face God. And he's going to ask regarding his, his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ. And they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Okay, getting ready for our next Trivia question. According to Mark's gospel, okay, so that that should be a hint. According to Mark's gospel, what did Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bring to Jesus' tomb? What did they bring to Jesus' tomb? You don't have to have a perfect answer. you got to have a ballpark answer. We've already talked about that. You don't have to worry about it. We'll still give you peanuts. Popcorn and, and Cracker Jacks, right? Peanuts and popcorn and crackers. Okay, just make it true. Uh, what did, according to Mark's gospel, what did Mary, Mary, and uh, Salome bring to Jesus' 
tomb. Joy Anne and Cordelia stepping in right away before we even got through the thing. Good job. Good job. Uh, the call-in number, 972-445-0770. The text number, 214-210-8483. And then the email is david at he must increase dot org and everybody's starting to come in and give their answers very good well in the meantime we're going to do history so let's play our history song let's go All right, now I made I didn't make a mistake. I just didn't find something I should have found for you guys, and that's uh, primarily two reasons. One, because today is Skyscraper Day, and there's a story that I did many moons ago. It's not a joke. I mean, it was a legitimate story. I, that's why I wanted to find it. I should have found it and played it for you. But they had created in Japan a skyscraper that was uh, so... Uh, so up-to-date, so technologically up-to-date that you couldn't detect it by radar. The problem is it was so up-to-date you couldn't detect it by radar that it almost got hit multiple times by airplanes. So uh, that's why I always thought that was one of the funniest stories. It's like, it's skyscraper day. Yes, but put a beacon. (laughs) Put a beacon in there. It's also U.S. Bowling League Day. Did you ever do a bowling league in your life? Did you ever did you, did you try one? Did you try for like a week or anything? I actually took bowling in college. You took bowling in college? Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah? Were you good? Were you pretty good? Not great, but I had fun doing it. Ah, see? I did a bowling league, but I was way, way, way younger. I was terrible. I was just absolute. You know how people throw the ball really hard and then just hope something good happens? That was my style right there. <laughs> That ought to tell you much of what many of you need to know. Uh, On this day in 1777, the flag of the United States is flown in battle for the first time, hence debunking all the theories that the flag didn't come around until after 1800, since 23 years earlier than that, it was flown in the battles. Nice, nice try. Uh, Also, I got one other one and then the best one in the world. Uh, Uncle Sam, in 1813, first known use of the term in print referring to the United States government, was used in Troy, New York, in a newspaper in 1830, Uncle Sam. Here's my favorite. I think everybody will easily agree with me. 1993, on this day, Chimp beats Brokers. After a month-long contest in which the Swedish newspaper pitted, uh, pitted a chimpanzee against five stock analysts to see who could earn the most off of $1,250. The chimp had earned $190, and the stockbrokers $130, and the chimp picked his stocks by throwing darts. (laughs) I'm just just saying. (laughs) Don't give it. People are like, you don't like stockbrokers. I'm just saying. Okay. It is rather funny. I mean, I think most people will acknowledge that. Okay. Uh, trivia question. What's the trivia question again? Uh, according to Mark's gospel, what did Mary, Mary, and Salome bring to Jesus' tomb? Uh, if somebody calls in, we'll do it that way. If not, then uh, Captain Chris will remind me uh, to give the answer towards the end. If you want to call in, 972-445-0770 or text in 214-210-8483. Uh, I want to do this uh, wonderful teaching by our good friend, 
Pastor Ray. Uh, he's one of my buddies. I love his. I love his devotional. He he sends me stuff every day. Like he, I'm on that mailing list, and some of it's so. It's so much better than I could ever do. It's so good. It's just like, who comes up with this? He does. That's the whole point. This one's called, What is Your Calling? When God, who set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, that's Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 in the NIV. This is what Pastor Ray writes. In his book, Why Grace Changes Everything, Pastor Chuck Smith wrote, God has a special work for each of us to do, and it is necessary that all of us be prepared for that work. Many of us us will spend the majority of our lives in preparation. We may be going through difficult trials, but hardships are necessary. God wants to develop in us the characteristics that will enable us to fulfill his plan for us. And then Pastor Ray writes this. David, the Goliath fighter, the king of Israel, was no longer a kid. By the time he finished fighting the wars that would unite his kingdom, he was close to 40 years old. He, we can tell from the Psalms David wrote during these lulls between the battles and the lonely nights in the cave, he spent a lot of time reflecting and contemplating. That makes sense. The significance of David's mature life would lie in his relationship with the Lord. Amen. The greatness of David was his desire to fulfill God's plan and his ability to be satisfied with whatever God had for him. Whether called to be a king or a courtyard servant, whatever position we find ourselves, if we ask God to fulfill his purpose, we will be satisfied in that. In the will of the Lord— satisfaction, service, and significance are awaiting us. Blessed are those you choose who are filled with the good things of your house, David prayed in Psalm 65, 4. Let me read that again. For Some of you guys might have missed that. Blessed are those you choose, referring to God, who are filled with the good things of your house. Many, many times, David asked God to order his steps and reveal his plan. Teach me your ways, is one of the things he said in Psalm 27. You are my God, my times are in your hands. David sought the Lord for strength and direction. My voice you shall hear in the morning, he promised. Daily he sought the Lord's will for his life. The Apostle Paul wrote, When God set me apart from birth and called me by his grace, my immediate response was not to consult with any human beings. He called me by his grace. In years ahead, David would encounter the challenge of ruling a kingdom, not the least being his own weakness against temptation. David was called by God's the grace of God. He knew that he who trusts in the Lord, mercy shall surround him, so he could be nothing greater than God allowed him to be. With every breath and heartbeat, he would need to live by the grace of God to fulfill God's purposes, and that's the same for every one of us. It's like, what a great devotion! One, I want to write like that someday. I'm never going to write that good. That's just great stuff. Here's the bottom line. You take something like that and you do a summation on it, and he, he nailed it right in the beginning, and it's ironic and probably not a coincidence now that I'm thinking about it, uh, how this is going to tie into the very last segment. But David's relationship with God and his continual pursuit of God is what prepared him for all these things that he had to do for God. Now, he fell 
and he acknowledged that fall, and God didn't strip him completely. He had mercy on him, but he still judged him. If you read the scripture, that's what happened. In our case, we're, we're going through the process of growing and developing in the Lord. Sometimes the Lord challenges. Sometimes he rebukes us. Sometimes we do good. Sometimes we reflect and get it right. But we are always continually pursuing to reflect Jesus more and more so that we can be fulfilling that which God has set before us. Now, I want to remind some of you, because a few of you, I think, are thinking, well, I'm older. You know, it doesn't really apply. Here's the best example you'll ever see, and you cannot deny it, and you can't run away from it. Moses was a special child when he was born. He was 40 years old when he decided to visit his people and ended up killing that uh, Egyptian, the Egyptian uh, soldier. He then was on the backside of a desert for another 40 years, okay, till God could beat that part out of him. And then when he was 80 years old, he went into ministry for his last third of his life. Moses' true ministry didn't start until the last third of his life. Just think about that. It's like, wow, that's cool. It's like, yeah, you're not done. You're done when God says you're done. Usually that's a horn and uh, that's a personal invite up, but you're not done until then. And so the Lord is continually working and you're continually going through things. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's not just that ripple effect because I, I love that Billy Graham taught that, but it's, it's just this simplistic truth. You might yet talk to one person who you've never met before and say one thing that might set that person on a different course and that person by going on that different course might affect a million people you don't know but god knows so that's why we're always in the mode of being alert we're always doing the DNA. We're always ready for that. Because what if God just wants you to pray for somebody, talk to somebody, touch somebody, support somebody, love somebody, encourage somebody, and it's just this one person that God is going to use to change thousands of lives? You don't know. Maybe he'll use you to, to change that. Well, you don't know. But you're always ready. So that when he asks, you answer the call. Okay? All right. All right. Uh, take a break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we find. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. 
Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're going to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh, above all and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius, he has a 12-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not, uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood, she comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful if you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person, cares about every inch of you. If you're doing well physically, but you're not doing well psychologically, Jesus cares about that. If you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically, Jesus cares about that. If you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated, Jesus cares about that. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where David forgot to give the trivia answer. (laughs) Hey, it's Friday. Leave me alone. All right. Uh, The answer is spices for burial. The question was, according to Mark's gospel, what did Mary Magdalene, Mary, mother of James and Salome, bring to the tomb? Spices. There's different oils. There's different things of that nature. I'm giving Eric a hard time. <laughs> he said, there's hope for me yet because, <laughs> because of ministry. I'm like, mm, let me think about that. Hmm. <laughs> of course, he just got me back. I'm your age. Okay, thanks a lot, buddy. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to respond to that. <laughs> okay, uh, here's our last trivia question. A little tougher, a little tougher, okay? I got to do it. It's just required. Uh, when Pilate found that Jesus was from Galilee, okay? So he found out he's from Galilee, right? He found out, oh, 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 you're from there? What did he do in an attempt to evade responsibility? Like he was trying to just pass it off. What did he do? It was like, you're from, you know, it's like, uh, let's see how we'd say this. Uh, the guy's in Dallas, and so you go, you're from Houston? Oh, well, then therefore, okay, what did he do? There, there, that's your question. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 uh, is the number to call in. 214-210-8483 is the text number. And then you can also send an email, david at he must increase 
Org. I can't. Uh, we're going to have to try and do this new teaching. This new teaching is going to be kind of a unique thing. Somebody's calling in. We'll probably take that call because I'm going to do something a little, a little different. Um, I do. I do want to say that was pretty funny from uh, from Eric. So what I would do want to say is, yeah, there's yeah, there's hope for you yeah. <laughs> for all of us. Okay, is that person not 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 pizza? I scared them off. They hung up on me. They hung up on you. What did you do? Did you answer IRS or something? IRS. IRS collection service. <laughs> Is that what you answered? Okay. Um, I'll just leave that there. Uh, the question, uh, what, when Pilate found out that Jesus came from, they're calling again. Jesus came from Galilee. What did he do in an attempt to kind of dodge responsibility? He did do something very specific. What did he do? And we're going to go to, we think we're going to go to that answer now. We are. Okay, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Brother Ace. Hey, Brother Ace. How are you, my good brother? I'm feeling great today. Thank you. Uh, Amen. Appreciate, I got your uh, letter. Appreciate that. Just want to let you know that. Did receive it. Did receive it. Good. Okay, Good. just letting you know that. All right, so this is a, 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 by the way, how are things going for you? How are you feeling? How are things, you know, how is life? I'm, I'm doing good. Mental health is uh, good. I have many issues and uh, I just need, to, you know, sometimes we just need to leave one place and go to another and get ourselves back together. <laughs> That's true. That's a great statement if you think about it, because sometimes you just got to walk out of Egypt and get into the wilderness. Then you got to get out of the wilderness and get into the promised land. Sometimes you just got to walk out of one and get into another. Amen. That's Amen. right. Brings you out of something to bring you into something, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you just got to uh, drop off and uh, shed off the things that are holding you back and move forward. Yep. And yep. You, exactly. You can't do it with all the baggage on you. That's right. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, my brother, here we go. When Pilate found out that Jesus came from another place, from Galilee, what did he do, kind of in an attempt to kind of get out of the whole thing and get out of the responsibility, what did he do? Well, I, I, this is a guess. I, I can't remember exactly, but I, he, sent him, uh, he sent him to, uh, I was going to say King Herod, uh, because of his jurisdiction, but I don't know. That's right. Um, I know he's saying somebody. Yeah, he, you're, you're exactly. He sent him to Herod and Oedipus. He was the tetrarch ruler of Galilee because he was trying to dodge the issue. So he did what many people do. He said, oh, you go over there. <laughs> you go there. I'm not, I'm not handling this. You go over and visit this guy. Let's see what he comes up with. So the, the artful dodge, right? Amen. Yeah, good that's job. Right. That's a good job. That was a really good one. Not a lot of people that's, responded to that trivia question. That's how I know that was a good one. Well, it's just uh, I, I, I didn't hear what happened there. Did I get the right one or did I miss it? Yeah, you got him. It's, uh, it was, that's, he, he sent him off. So Pilate, what Pilate did was Pilate didn't want, he just didn't want to deal with it. So he sent him off to, to Herod and said, okay. you, you do it. <laughs> it's just like that, that's the handoff. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I didn't hear it or not. I, I couldn't quite remember, but I thought yeah. it was. You so. got it, man. You got it. You're on target. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate you. And uh, I know there's a lot of folks that kind of uh, have this routine every day of calling in. And it's always good to hear everybody's voice. I know we're missing some. Whatever happened to Johnny? 
It was on your program. You know, him and I have uh, bounced back and forth over the last year, and uh, I haven't had a chance. I talked to him only one time. I'm still, we're still like in this a weird place where we're not connecting. So he'll call me, I'll call him, he'll call me, I'll call him. And so I'm kind of thinking that the Lord's stalling something until we can connect. But I don't think he's gone by any means, so I'm just going to let you know that. That's why I keep playing his commercial. <laughs> okay. It'll all work out according to God's plan. So. Yeah, and keep praying for Pray for Johnny and pray for his wife, Mara, and their, and their business. They're wonderful, wonderful people. And Johnny is just—he's just a great guy, and so we just want him to—we want the Lord to bless him, and we hope he's back with us and can connect with us. Sorry about the bad news uh, I heard a while ago. I didn't appreciate it like that, but uh, you know, still, we're fighting that battle. I'm just trying to get Eastern in his in his way. And yeah, we I, just we just I, keep praying, man. We're not going to quit. You know, um, that, that's the thing we do. Okay, uh, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. All right. Lord, love you. Love you, in the, love you in the Lord, brother. You too, my friend. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Boy, what a, Ace is like the one guy he remembers. See, he's got like a pastor's heart. He was a pastor, so he's got that heart. I'd like to have a heart. That would be... Okay, nobody say anything. Okay, I'm going to do a different form of teaching, okay? So this may hopefully go good. There's no sound for it or nothing. Many of you know uh, there are certain Greek words. A few of these Greek words I really, 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 really like. One of the words, and one of my favorite words, is called gnosis. Okay? Gnosis. All right? Not hypnosis. Gnosis. All right? It means, literally means, to experientially know. To experientially know. What it means is it's knowledge gleaned from firsthand personal experience. It's knowledge that's gleaned by a direct relationship. Okay? Epigenosis is that same word intensified. So genosis is to know by contact, to know by experience, to know by relationship. Epigenosis means yeah and even more. <laughs> so in other words, you're going to intensify it. Like he, he was really, really good. And then the next line you would say to take that up a notch is, he was great. And then the next line, he was out, lights out fantastic. I mean, that's what it's talking about. It's like a progressionary. And so epigenosis is that knowledge gained through firsthand relationship, contact knowledge, uh, experiential knowing. And you think, okay, okay, Dave, okay. So why, why is that important? Why is genosis and epigenosis so important? Because of a verse like this, and we're going to be doing, uh, just to let you know, this uh, Peter verse down the road, but listen to this passage. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. I'm going to read this in two or three other translations because I want you to catch it, okay? All right. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. That's kind of like one of my favorites. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him— the one who called us to himself. 
all of these elements point to the same direction, and that is simply this, okay? By knowing, by knowing through experience and by knowing through connection and by knowing through relationship, by knowing God, we have everything we need to live a godly life. We have the Holy Spirit, and that would help us right then and there. We, we would be settled. But if we have to enable the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives by being in contact relationship with God. That's what enables the Spirit to be active. So it's not a matter of head knowledge, which is kind of a, a it's kind of unfortunate because in our language you say knowledge and then you just think, you know, they went to school, they read books and so on and so forth. But this is a relational knowledge. This is a contact knowledge. This is a firsthand experiential knowledge and it's through that type of knowledge that we are prepped for everything we need walking in the Holy Spirit and walking a godly life. It's all centers from our connection of a experiential relationship with God that enables us to do that. And so why that's important is because it's not a matter of, well, don't do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. There's only one do this, spend time with God. If you spend time with God, you will have a contact relationship with God, and that will enable you to be everything he desires you to be, and you will be fully equipped to do it just by hanging out with him. That, that's what it is. Like that kind of thing? It's kind of like a different uh, slant on it, but I love this. I live by this. To me, this is the, one of the most important things there is. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Have a great weekend. Skill can't stand the shame. It may be false. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.